What's up, everyone? Thank you for joining us and welcome to Elite Fantasy Nation Podcast. Just wanted to say this is our 10th episode, so we finally reached and we're stoked to uh, hit double digits. So uh, thank you for everybody listening. So keep it going. You know, we're hopefully we'll be here for a long time and Tim will just be a, you know, drop in the pan, you know, when we look back at it. But uh, yeah, so I'm your host, Matt Dennis. You can follow me at Fantasy Matt EFN. I'm joined today with my, my good friend and fantasy degenerate, Roger Bailey. You can follow him at the square 606. Pat is still in Las Vegas, recovering from a long <laughs> weekend in Sin City. Uh, Roger, if we were only this lucky, man. How, how do, like, why, why are we the old ones that are just on the pod while he's, like, going across all America, man, and just, like, living his life, man? Yeah, well, I, I, I think he's coming back with stories and wisdom and insight, and it's just going to make, he's going to know so much about the Bengals and the Raiders. I'm just hoping that it, it's, he's bringing it all back with him. He, he better have a lot of stories that we probably will not tell all of them or probably half of them on air. So, um, yeah, he better come back with a lot of stories, man. The pictures, again, I think it was like, what, at the 50-yard line, Roger? It was like at the 50. I yeah. think it was ninth row mm-hmm. back on the 50. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, he had some nice seats, man. He had some great seats. He better bring back more than some uh, fridge magnets, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only we were that lucky man yeah so i i'm actually so a good friend of ours rocky um was in town last week um and he used to play a lot of fantasy football with us no longer plays he's kind of allocating his time to other things but rocky lives in phoenix arizona and i'm trying to talk to him about going out there to visit and probably hopefully for sometime in october early november um i'm definitely going to try to hit up a phoenix cardinals game i don't know if i'll do the uh Nine hundred dollar tickets that uh, I guess Pat had done, but uh, something something <laughs> nice in, in the warm in the warm sun on a uh, normally cold October would be awesome. That'd be great, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be good to see Rocky too. Hey, yeah, man. I, so I saw him the night before in Chicago. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good friend of both of ours. Uh, Pat's no, or sorry, Roger's known him a lot longer than I've known him. Um, they go way back. Um, but yeah, we're a good trio. So hopefully, man, if I pick a weekend. Uh, maybe you can come out there with me. We'll we'll, uh, we'll hang out with Rocky. Yeah, I, t- I, I told him. Yeah, soon. I want to get out there soon. I'd love to see him. I'd love to see. Uh, I've never been to Phoenix, so yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'd love to. Yeah, neither, neither have I. I've never actually been anywhere in Arizona, believe it or not. So the, mm-hmm. uh, down in the Southwest, I've never been to any of those states. So New Mexico, Arizona. So there's a lot that I need to explore and and kind of find mm-hmm. out there. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I, I, it's been on my list. So absolutely. Yeah, man, Phoenix Cardinals get to see uh, Kyler Murray in action in person. That'd be awesome. For whatever that's <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Man. <laughs> yeah, no, it'd be great. You know, it'll be good. Go when Hopkins is back. Make it more exciting. Yeah, exactly. What is that? Week seven, I think. Right. Yeah, soon. He's yeah, soon, soon. In two yeah. weeks, he's eligible to come back. I think there's a buy though for him. Yeah, I was looking. Actually, I think it's like week. Head on the I think it's seven. Like, I think it's eligible. I think yeah, week week seven he's eligible to come back. Mm-hmm. If, nice. if I can't remember their buys, but either way, week six, if they play week six, then yeah, that's the sixth game, and then he'd be eligible for seven. But maybe it's he comes back week eight because they have a buy in seven. Okay, that's fair, 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 fair. All right, well, before we jump in, uh, Roger's going to take you through the injury updates and also the news. But just so you know, for today's podcast, we're going to try to keep this short. I know I've said that before. We try to, we're trying to do pods <laughs> that are under 25 minutes. We're not killing people for an hour uh, necessarily. We love talking a lot about fantasy football, but we also realize not a lot of people have time, you know, like an hour to listen to full pods. So today 
We're going to hit the news and notes and injuries, and then we're going to jump right into uh, waiver pickups. And that's going to be the end of this episode. And then later on in the week, we'll drop a couple more. Uh, hopefully, we'll talk about the recap. We'll do our, our studs and duds later in the week. So, uh, so take it away, Roger. Man, news, injuries, and uh, a little bit of updates. Yeah, so it looks like the Steelers are going to name Pickett the starter going forward. He was put in uh, last week against the Jets. So that you know that could be exciting. It's going to be a tough run. Uh, their schedule is not very forgiving. I think they're playing the Bills next and then the Ravens after that. So it's going to be a tough, tough few weeks for him. But, you know, it, it, it'll be good to see what we have with him uh, going forward. So uh, excited uh, and, to see that. Yeah, and honestly, like watching the preseason, I did not watch this game, but watching him in the preseason, he looked much better than Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know, we'll get to it next week. But this may be the time to buy low on Pickens because they seem to have a rapport. And while I said it's going to be a bad few weeks, maybe you can get them cheaply because it may not show yet. But by the end of the season, it looks like they have something already there between them. Fair, fair. And so yeah, so here we got good to the uh, injuries here because Tua will be out week five, uh, as we I think everyone expected. But it's still something to monitor. Uh, not clear, I think, with a lot of scrutiny on him, as we were talking before the show, Matt. Um, he could be out a little longer, but he's definitely out week five. So just know that going forward with Tua. Uh, Cordero Patterson was placed on IR with a knee injury. Apparently, he had some sort of procedure. So hopefully it was just more of a cleaning or, or, or maintenance sort of procedure. Um, but yeah, at least three games. Um, Jonathan Taylor, lucky, I think, given yeah. the situation. We, yeah, we were thinking it might have been a high ankle sprain. It looks like it's just just a, just an ankle sprain. There's a chance he may play Thursday. I believe they're playing Thursday. So yep. that's I, good I news. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good news. But monitor that closely. Make some plans accordingly. we got the waiver wire coming up, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Javante Williams. And if you, if you don't mind me jumping in really quickly with the Jonathan Taylor. So, yeah, it is definitely a chance to play Thursday. But I would say more than likely, knowing how important it is to this team, the team's not looking that great. I would imagine, and this is pure speculation, I would imagine if I were the coach, I'd hold him back week five. Then allow him a little bit longer to, to recover because you'd hate to put him in after such, you know, obviously tweaking whatever he did to his ankle. You put him in on short notice like this, it makes it even more more extreme, worse, and all of a sudden you lose him for an extended period of time, whatever that may look like. So mm-hmm. I would be surprised if he plays week five, even though I do have him in the league. So, uh, like Roger said, I would, I'd already plan to kind of figure out an alternative solution for Jonathan Taylor. But hopefully, if they sit him, the chance, you know, the fact that he's got a chance this week for week five means that he's probably very likely for week six. If yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have 10 days rest after that game. So, exactly. yeah. Um, yeah. So you might be right. We'll monitor the situation and have a little more update. I think Wednesday. Um, Javonta Williams, this is the big one. Uh, really, really sad to see, but he, he did, in fact, tear an ACL. Um, and what I was reading on PFF, it sounds like there yeah. was also a torn LCL. So yep. this is a multiple ligament injury. And just for Dynasty, I, I think this is really, really interesting for Dynasty to monitor and make some really tough choices. But the return rate for this sort of injury is only 64%. And the return to pre-injury levels is 30%. This is off the multi-ligament injuries. So in, in Dynasty, I know he's According a big According to PFF, athlete. right? Yeah, yeah. This is something I was checking out on PFF. So again, this... They could have gotten the information wrong, but we'll ver- you know we'll verify that on Wednesday to see if the LCL was in fact torn. It looks like it was, as they had specified that the MRI had shown that as well. Um, so, if that's the it's case, shame, in Dynasty, yeah, yeah, it's a shame and something we definitely will talk more about in the week um, and making Dynasty choices. Redraft keepers, we know what this is like. You lose someone for the year, but in Dynasty, this has a bigger reverberation, I think. 
Um, for sure. Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Jones, he, he's still waiting to hear exactly if it's a high ankle sprain, but as of now he's day to day, according to Brian Dable. Um, but definitely monitor that if it is a high ankle sprain, that would keep him out for a few weeks, probably. Uh, given that he's more mobile, especially. Well, then the question is, what are they going to do at quarterback? Is he going to hit his back up here in a second? So. <laughs> well, and so on the flip side of that is uh, Tyrod Taylor um, did not slide and <laughs> ran, you know, got a first down, made a good play, but just didn't didn't do the right thing and got hit right in the head. Uh, he suffered a concussion. A concussion. He'll be in protocol. If he's not able to go, um, I, and I, I'm forgetting his name right now off the top of my head, but they will activate their quarterback on the practice squad. We'll get back to you on his name. I do not recall. <laughs> He's on the practice squad. So um, uh, I don't think Saquon will be playing quarterback again. Um, some good news and uh, some silver lining and some bad news. Uh, Traylon Burks didn't suffer anything severe, but he did suffer a notoriously frustrating injury. Uh, turf toe where he may not be able to practice a lot going forward for a while. So given that he's young, that could have some impact on his performance, not having the timing down as he was just really starting to get going, but he escaped any major injury. So, you know, this is just one of those weird injuries that could linger um, and, and, you know, see how it goes over the next few weeks. He's probably going to miss a little time, maybe a week yes. at least. Uh, yeah. yeah. The fact that he's yeah. carted off too, it's not like it was, you know, it's not like he kept playing. It was like, obviously a pr- pretty, Luckily, like you said, it wasn't as serious as what it was initially thought to be. So that, I mean, yeah. that's good to see. I mean, it's it's just mm-hmm. it's frustrating for like a player who is, you know, coming out of college was supposed to be one of the top prospects has not really even got anything going, you know, and then to like, you know, start to yeah. seem like they're going to give him more more opportunities, and then this is what happens in his first week that he's supposed to really get a lot of uh, attention. I guess you could say so. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, actually, absolutely. It's I, I don't blame him either for uh, the Titans have struggled all year. It's, it's not just him, you for know. Sure. Like, like no, it's, it's been both. So, um, Brian Hoyer, another backup quarterback. Uh, Mac Jones been out with a high ankle sprain. Brian Hoyer also suffered concussion. Um, we'll be monitoring him. He's in the protocol. Uh, if he's unable to go, Bailey Zappi, who came in and, uh, you know, what'd you think of his performance? It, I mean for I was looking he looked I mean for somebody who was not even supposed to play in the game I mean was he 10 he for, was, yeah what was he he started out, he started out pretty well honestly and then yeah. it, towards the end like you could start to see the rookie start to kind of like and that's going to happen yeah. kind of come to play Davis yeah. Webb I think is the backup for the Giants that's on the yes. squad yes yeah Davis Webb yep that's right um yeah, I mean, you know, Bailey Zappi's not ideal, I think, given, yeah, rookie just kind of being thrown in. But if, with a week, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, something to de- definitely – that definitely hurts the the Patriots receivers, not that, as though that was a, 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 a hot commodity going into the week if five. You, if you get one of the running backs, man, you, you should be golden, right? Check, I mean, check that down, yeah, yeah, check downs to Stevenson. So, um, you know, I, they're Harris. playing – Yeah, well – Damon Harris yes. as well, too. Harris and Stevenson would be both good plays. We'll talk about it later in the week, but they're playing the the Lions who as good as their offense has been, their defense has been equally terrible. So yes, um, definitely first, first and 30 seconds. <laughs> um, Johan Dotson uh, had a hamstring injury and Ron Rivera said today he expects him to miss at least a week, but possibly two. So, you know, uh, bummer there because he's been clutch with the touchdown so he far this been. season. Yep. Yeah, yeah, a lot of promise, but you know, it's not a major. He avoided a major hamstring injury, so that's great. Uh, Justice Hill, another hamstring. Um, just see Johan Dotson. We'll have to monitor how severe it is, but he was 
the number two basically behind Dobbins week four. So there was some value in deeper leagues. Uh, definitely something to monitor. Jamison Crowder, ankle, uh, broken ankle. So he's going to be on IR on all, on all likelihood. They haven't officially done that, but that will likely be the scenario. Um, so he's gone yeah, for he's, at least three he's done for this season. He's done for uh, this season. I mean, bro- broken ankle, you're not coming back this season. Mm-hmm. There's no way. I mean, yeah. maybe towards if they make the playoffs, he might come back. Yeah, exactly. But- uh, yeah. Uh, so, well, on top of that, his counterpart, the other slot guy, Isaiah McKenzie, who's had some good moments this year, uh, mm-hmm. also possibly suffered a concussion. He'll be in the protocol. So for week five, his availability is up in the air. Uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. Cameron Brait, another concussion. So, uh, again, there's a lot of these happening, it seems, this year already. Uh, yeah. And, and, oh. and Brait was just getting going. I was watching that game. Obviously, it was mm-hmm. a later game, Sunday night game. So he, he was getting a lot of attention from Tom Brady. Tom actually looked like he was good quarterback again back to Tom Brady now that he has all of his weapons back. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, he scored a lot of points on my bench, which is kind of troubling, but that's fine. <laughs> we won't talk yeah. about that. Yeah, We've all been there, man. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? But uh, yeah, man, that's a laundry list. So, you know, we, we said this on Saturday, I think when we did the pod, like, you know, definitely keep monitoring, keep checking. Hopefully by the next couple of episodes, you know, we'll get a couple more in before this weekend. Uh, if not, at least one in before this weekend, we'll, we'll update you what we know. Um, but definitely, uh, this has been a crazy season as far as like injuries. It's been crazy as far as like up and down roller coaster rides for, you know, different studs. You know, even look at, you know, Justin Jefferson had a monster game, but like before that, he had two duds, you know. So it's like, um, yeah, but keep but keep monitoring. Um, hopefully, the injury bug will slow down as uh, as the season continues and we'll start to hit a little bit more of a smoother, smoother path going forward. Yeah, but, uh, so. but yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's all you can hope, you know, and, and a lot of these, some of these are, you know, a lot more concerning than others, you know, to, I, I would be surprised if Tua doesn't come back in the next two or three weeks. Like if he, if he comes back in the next two or three weeks, I should say, I'd be surprised. Yeah. I think after all the scrutiny that they're getting, they're, they're going to hold him back as long as they can. Cause they're just going to hear about it. If they bring him back and something else happens, like they're basically all, all their heads will roll. I mean, to be honest with you, so as they should, yeah. um, yeah, man, that's a lot. So appreciate that. Thank you for taking us through that. Uh, so like I said earlier, we're just going to jump right into the waiver wire pickup. So we've got, uh, we broke it up in a couple of different categories. Roger actually put the kind of these buckets together. I think they're genius. Um, so we've got the must-ads, you know, the ones that you absolutely need to have, at least uh, put bid, bid in for, try to pick up for different reasons. And we'll kind of highlight those players and why. Uh, then we have give them a look. And those are ones that like, you know, hey, they, they might have had a decent, um, a decent week for, um, some other than others, some might've been a couple of weeks in a row that were decent, you know, just want to highlight those as like, you know, just keep an eye on them. If you have your, if you've already got the must haves, maybe this is like your second tier option. If you can't get a must have, and then the last group is going to be dart throws. And that's specifically just going to be a couple of players. And it's going to be like, Hey, if you really are desperate and need a couple of running backs, it's only running backs for these, for this last category. Uh, we'll give you a couple of names to kind of just throw a dart at. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, just know that we're already calling it out as a dart throw. So don't, don't come at us and say, <laughs> you know, you, you said to pick up this player and he, he sucked. He got a zero or whatever. So, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll hand it over to Roger. I'll take you for, through the first three must-ads and then I'll take you through a couple and then we'll go into giving them a look. So take it away, Roger. Yeah, my first one up is uh, Mike Boone. He's been with the Broncos for a couple of years now. Before that, he's with the uh, Vikings. And, and early in his career, when he first uh, came out, you know, I remember listening to analysts talk about him all the time. Like, he's an exciting player. He's still upper echelon and burst score. You know, he's just a yeah. very quick, quick runner. Um, he's going to have a lot more opportunity. This is I, I'll, I'll make this with a caveat here. This is going to be Melvin Gordon's 
he's going to be the guy, right? There's still going to be a split though. The Broncos have shown that they want to continue that. They've already been involving Boone before the Williams injury. So his workload's definitely going to increase. He, he could be a weekly flex if they're splitting the touches as Williams and Gordon were. So definitely uh, high up there. And I think they will because you have Melvin Gordon who fumbled again for the four times, like two games. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of crazy. Like, I don't think it's Melvin's. I mean, I I get what you're going. Like he's definitely probably going to get the the first opportunity. Yeah. But it's one of those things you need to own Mike Boone because Mm -hmm. he's worth at least a split backfield. If not, if Melvin fumbles again, I can get, I could easily see him getting a hook and all of a sudden it's Mike Boone's backfield easily. Um, Kind of the offense looks like it's finally starting to pick up steam, which is good. You know, like it looks like they're starting to kind of get a little bit of stride going, because um, obviously we're, we've been worried for the first three weeks about that offense in Denver. Um, so yeah, I mean, ho- hopefully, um, you know, Mike will take this opportunity and see where he can go with it. Again, Javante's out for the year, so it's not like we're talking about one or two weeks. You know, so if we're talking about bids, you know, if you waiver bids and fob, like how much are you thinking? And I'm putting you on the spot, Roger. We did not talk about this coming in, so I apologize. You know, if you want to think about it for a mm. second, but. If you put a percentage on it, like what would you drop as far as a percentage on, on a on a fob bet or bid? But it depends on your roster. Like how bad are you hurting it? Uh, you know, this is this isn't Elijah Mitchell twenty twenty one, but this isn't far removed either. You know, if you need a running back, if your if your team is struggling for running back, I, I think you, you just got to get a lot. Yeah, you got to get them. I mean, it's rest of the year, and and if anything happens to Melvin Gordon, then you now have the running back and an offense that should, in theory. Pick up get better and, yeah. yes yep, yep. And in, in, in a division where the defenses aren't particularly dominant you know you can run on the chiefs you can run on the raiders you can you can run on the chargers now bosa's out you know they're gonna go through they're gonna run and yep. it's it's definitely a, he's a must add um it's a season-long opportunity that could potentially be more than just a split melvin yep. gordon's not young so he's 29 yeah, no, and I and I agree with Mike Boone's sentiment. What you said at the very beginning, as far as like his talent level, like he's always had the talent. It just is for mm-hmm. whatever reason, like you know, he hasn't really got his injuries and whatever. Like he hasn't really got a lot of opportunities. So, um, yeah, I, and Matt, to your point, I don't I don't have the stats in front of me, but I, I believe when he has had the opportunity to start, because this has happened before, it has, he was averaging yeah. double digit points. So I yes. mean, he he's 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 shown he can do it. Um, he just hasn't had all the opportunity to do it. Yep. So, yeah, awesome. my, yeah. Thanks. Uh, second one is Tyler Algier. Uh, similar situation, you know, with, with Cordero Patterson going down. Uh, um, Ir Algier was already getting some looks, getting some touches. I believe Williams is still out, and, you know, and I don't know how much he's going to matter anyway. He's, he's also up there in age. Um, so I like Tyler Algier a lot. He had ten carries, eighty-four yards. Um, in he the, the backfield too. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, and the yeah, and the Falcons are running well. Uh, they're using yeah. Mariota on the RPO so much. He you know, he's so leading bad. the. Yeah, he did. This this week he finally looked terrible. He'd been he'd been okay up to that point. But I think the Falcons are they're running well all in all yeah. this year. So definitely uh, a must add. He doesn't have the same long term upside, but this could be an opportunity where he earns a larger role even when Patterson comes back, especially with Patterson's age and then it's a knee injury. It just may be even when Patterson comes back, the workload is increased for Tyler Algier. So I, I think he's a must add. Well, Tyler uh, Algier is, is a rookie too, so you got to remember that as yeah. well. So, like, they're obviously, you know, e- even in the best backfield, they're not going to give a rookie Brees Hall as a prime example. They're not going to automatically turn and hand the rookie the reins. Like, you've got to earn right. it. You've got to like work your way up to it. You got to get up to game speed. They got to feel comfortable handing you the rock on a consistent basis. And it looks like, you know, obviously Cordell Patterson and him going down that opens up an opportunity now where Tyler Algier can actually. 
take over the lead back. Now the question is, is can he actually do it and can he hold on to it? So it'll be interesting to see. What's funny is like he was a is a linebacker in college, so he's going from and but he, he played running back in high school previously to that, so that's why he knows you know how to how to run you know the, yeah. the backfield. But yeah, it's, it's yeah, just yeah. funny like coming out. He was uh, yeah, a yeah linebacker, so and here he is. He could be the lean running back for the Atlanta Falcons for just a couple of weeks. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, the good thing with running backs uh, versus receivers is uh, talent for receivers, volume for running backs. So <laughs> he doesn't have to be great as he moves forward. But I, to your point, yeah. 100%. But, you just got to get I, the rock and, and, and yep. hopefully you got an offensive line that's good enough to get you a hole. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, so far the Falcons have been okay. Uh, and, you know, at least this week, uh, even in a 12 quarterback league, um, they're playing the Patriots in New England, and that used to be a scary, scary thing. But uh, you got to pick up Jared Goff and play him if you're uncertain about your quarterback this week. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. care if it's he in New England. Dude. Yeah, I, out, he did it without his weapons, which is except, even crazier. Except for one, who I played against in three leagues. Um, <laughs> but so <laughs> you know, um, but I mean, that, he did. That's it why Hawkinson went off is because you were going against oh, him in three different leagues. So three just, leagues, he, man. Yeah. So the whole entire uh, fantasy nation can blame you for Hawkinson going right. off. <laughs> that's what. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Right, I, right. Oh man, I was so mad. I'm still mad about it. Um, but you know, like, but but to my, my violin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, Goff has been playing so well. I think he's fifth overall. Um, it's 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 there it's happening they're aggressive they're, they're trusting the offense campbell's got them believing they're fighting uh, and goff is playing good football you know I, it, there's no ifs ands or buts about it yeah yeah all right man great job with your with your three i'm gonna jump in now uh so romeo dobbs wide receiver obviously for the packers he had a Definitely, like, Rodgers looked at it a couple times when he had a drop, and, and he had some bad plays. Um, but then Rodgers came back to him, and Rodgers came back to him and threw him a touchdown. He actually had an amazing – they were actually comparing it to the, – the analysts were comparing it to um, when he jumped up at the goal. I think it was, like, two or three yards outside the goal line, and just kind of, like, mm. caught it midair and just kind of, like, leaned in and just fell in the end zone, almost, you know, like Devontae Adams would have done. So he definitely high-pointed that ball, got it where he needed to get to. And you could just see, like, he ran up, he did his Lambo leap, Aaron Rodgers literally ran right up to him. First thing he did was just bolt right through everybody, ran right up to him, you know, gave him a nice little pat. and was like, you know, you could easily tell he was like proud of him. So, um, you know, stat line isn't the best. Five catches, 47 yards, one touchdown. Um, but it goes back to the fact of building Aaron Rodgers' trust. Again, he had he had a couple of awful plays where like Aaron even looked at him. He's like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Like he looked like he was dumbfounded. and looked like he was going to like chew him out. But obviously Aaron doesn't have that much choice with with who he's going to throw it to um, right so i think because well, of that he's he, he good no 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 i'm just saying no you're right on top it's it, it also it's coming off his week uh week three where it's eight eight targets eight receptions yeah. 73 yards yeah, touchdown. Great. and like, to your, that game yeah, too to like point. again being in wisconsin like i saw that week three and like every ball rogers threw to uh, and rogers threw to him it was like money he caught it and was like right where it's supposed to be so yeah yes I mean, he's gonna make mistakes made, exactly and i think aaron's starting to realize that like with the team that he's got, he's going to have to let them make mistakes and coach mm-hmm. them through that. But yeah. then went right back to them and gave him the t- right, went right back to him and gave him a touchdown. So I think that that's again showing high praise. Um, Dynasty, I think, is a must must own trade for him if you can buy him low. Yeah, whatever you can do exactly. In Dynasty leagues, he's going to be on a lot of rosters, but in redrafts, oh, sure. he's the waiver wire guy. But this is a buy low guy in a Dynasty format. You know, try to yeah, get him now no, because he could sure. be going off for the rest of the year. Yeah, or, or hope that has even a worse game, you know, and then, and then trade for him because. 
again, Devontae Adams uh, was a later round draft pick, was not projected to be anything coming out of college, and mm-hmm. look what he became. So I'm not saying Dobbs is going to become, you know, Devontae Adams, but I'm just saying in the right offense with Aaron Rodgers having trust in you, if you're good enough and talented enough, and Romeo Dobbs is effing talented enough, mm-hmm. like coming out of Nevada, like he's he's a legit playmaker, and Aaron Rodgers sees that, so he's going to do everything he can to like get him up to speed and keep him going. So Romeo yep. Dobbs is number one. Jumping right in from that, Pittsburgh Steelers going to jump into the George Pickens, man. Uh, we've been kind of up and down roller coaster on George. Uh, yeah. It's like, is he great? Is he going to, he's a bust. I mean, we've probably put him in the, I think we put him in the duds once or twice, but six catches, 102 yards for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, earlier, Roger mentioned they're doing a switch at quarterback. I think that's going to be a huge help to him because both him and Pickett are rookies coming in. So they're both rookies. They've had a lot of time together, you mm-hmm. know, going through the different levels of, you know, you're playing with the second the second string offense, first string first string offense. They played games during the preseason together. So I'm yeah. excited to see where George Pickens can go. So what, what's your thought on that, Roger? No, I, I love it. I, I definitely, I mean, he's a waiver wire. I, I think he's a must add, but that comes with a caveat. Maybe, like I said, he, it's a little tough of a schedule starting out for Pickett's first few games, but there's already a rapport. I, I think Claypool has been on the fence with this organization since last year. And I see oh. a clear path for Pickens to come in and be the number two, you know, it's going to be Deontay Johnson, but Pickens is the more sensational more athletic, bigger alpha than Deontay Johnson. You know, I, I, I'm not saying he'll for out, sure. out volume him but he will make he'll make his moment no, he, happen he could be 1a to the one to Deontay like it could be 1a yeah. 1b or one you know like whatever that is but going back to Claypool comment Claypool last year I, I think people were surprised that they didn't trade him or they didn't just outright drop him like with how bad he screwed up last year mm-hmm. and like you could just tell that organization that wants to have nothing to do with him at all like they're just basically gonna ride out his contract pay him and then drop him I can guarantee yeah I I see yeah to, to your point with this pick I, I think you know maybe you don't plug him in right away but definitely get him and stash him he's a must-add stash because I see deeper as the season goes on he, he's going to be a relevant a fantasy relevant but wide receiver every week yeah so I'm gonna jump down to uh Raheem Moser man so running back for the Dolphins so we last week we even talked about it. I mean who's going to be the running back you know got a little bit of a conversation debate I guess between the two so um Raheem is definitely the lead running back there. 15 carries, 69 yards. Didn't have any touchdowns as far as uh, running or catching, but two catches and 12 yards. You can easily tell he's the lead back in that offense. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. everything changed once two went down. The whole offense kind of obviously changed and, and as far as you know what they tried to do or you know how they tried to move the offense, but you can well, see well, he's getting up. Uh, yeah, sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say, to your, point, uh, to your point on that, though, I think that actually is the first moment of clarity we've had is when, when they needed a guy after Tua, they went to Mostert, not Edmonds. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. So, I mean, well, and and they did it the week before you and I had talked about that. It's like in a certain, Mm -hmm. when they got the closest to the goal line in the red zone, it was Mostert. It wasn't Edmonds at all. So like that goes to tell you like, where do they have their most, most faith in? I think before that, though, it was was kind of an even split. It just depended on the quality of carries. I guess. Yeah. Now it's like, they're just all Mostert. It's just all him. Right. Was it week two that they gave Edmonds a couple goals? They they were fluky touchdowns, but otherwise it's been Mostert more often these last couple of weeks. And it's, and then when push comes to shove, they go right to Mostert. So I think it's a great sign if you're trying to figure out that backfield. Oh, yeah. I think it's already figured out, man, to your point. Yeah. I, I think it's a lock. Mostert is the guy. So, um, yeah. So easily, if, if he's available, you know, chances are he's not. Could be something too. You trade, you know, you can trade for him, trade maybe a little bit low for him, you know, and, and sell the fact that, you know, 
hey, it's a split backfield. I just have faith that it's going to be him. I'm not going to give you every, like, I'm not going to sell my house for him, but you know, what, what could it take to get him off somebody else's roster and put him onto yours? Mm-hmm. Uh, the last guy we'll talk about really quickly is Michael Gallup. So, um, didn't have the best. I mean, obviously stats don't really, you know, they're not like jumping off the page by any means, two catches, 24 yards, one touchdown. But the reason why we're talking about him is there's a chance he may be on the waiver wire. Just come back from his injury, you know, yeah, he only had 24 yards, but still got the touchdown. Again, just trying to work him back in the offense. Um, I could easily see him. We can easily see him kind of picking up steam over the next couple of weeks. You know, and, yeah. and once Dak comes back too, like that changes everything as well. I mean, uh, obviously they're winning games there in Dallas, um, but still it'll change the offense once Dak comes back. So, Yeah, and I think it, where he's probably on waivers and the leagues that you see that, it's a lot of people who are skeptical of Cooper Rush as well. So how long do I yep. have to stash yeah. Gallup with Dak, right? Well, Cooper Rush is playing pretty well. And oh, he's been pretty – yeah. He's been pretty awesome. I mean, honestly, like I was listening to a podcast earlier today and they're basically saying that, you know, how well Cooper Rush is playing doesn't show like, and not saying it's necessarily Cooper that replaced him, but is Dak replaceable? You know what I mean? It's like you got somebody who's a mediocre rush is not, you know, he's won every game yeah. that's ever started, by the way, for the record. He's won every game that has ever started for Dak. Yeah. So I think it's on four now. But the, yeah. the, the, the sentiment being like, if he can, if anybody can do that, some dude off the street who was dropped and was like on practice squads and kept being dropped. I was listening to his story. He's uh, he's talking about like his kind of journey in, into the NFL and through the NFL, uh, undrafted, you know, rookie, and mm-hmm. went to Dallas and then they dropped him and then brought in you know other players and then he went to different teams. I think he went to the Giants at one point, um, but anyways, ended up back with Dallas and look what he's doing. I mean, he's it's kind of phenomenal if you think about it, but. It kind of goes to show you. And I'm not saying they're going to, but it goes to show you like when Dak's contract comes up, he doesn't have a 10 year contract or an eight year contract. You know, he's got, I think he's up in the next couple of years. Are they going to pay him again? Mm-hmm. It's now year three that he's been an injury. He's been injured at some point during the season. Are they going to pay him? Or are they going to try to look at this and say, hey, we can win without him? So let's find another quarterback to replace him, theoretically. I don't know. No, that's good. No, yeah, you never know. I mean, the Cowboys got to make some choices. You know? Yeah, they've only got so much sense. money. Yeah, right. Well, they, you know, so, they're tied up in Zeke, so for for them. All right, so with that, we're going to jump into give them a look. So I'm going to throw it over to Roger. We're at about 30 minutes, man. So let's try to yeah. we'll try to pick up a little bit of speed here. You know, you got Cameron Brake going down. You're not sure with all the tight ends. All you know, tight ends are so fluky. And I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. Robert Tunyon, if he's still on your waiver and you're not sure about your tight end, get him to the, all the points Matt made about Romeo Dubs. They still got to throw it to someone else too. Uh, he's a big body. Rogers is Rogers is Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. He loves him. Uh, another one, uh, James cook, this kind of plays on the, you know, what's going on with Jameson Crowder and Buffalo with the ankle breaking his ankle and then McKenzie, maybe not, um, playing this week due to a concussion. Um, cook, maybe the guy actually not, not, uh, Shakir. Khalil, is it Khalil Shakir? Khalil Shakir. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm not the sure rookie. that he's going to cut. Both, yeah. both, both of them are rookies. But yeah, yeah, both of them are rookies, but I feel like Cook could be a sneaky play at Flex League if you're really hurting at running back or need a flex. He could be the guy I, to me. Just give him a look, see what happens if with Crowder out. Does he ever play in the slot? Does he get some of those shorter routes? Um, that's shot, yeah, he's, yeah, he's supposed to be an amazing pass catcher uh, yeah. coming out of college that's, for running That's his back, hallmark. So. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, a, a great call. Great call as far as just like getting those easy s- single digits by one catch. Yep. Yeah. And uh, building on that, you know, Rashad White, similar, similar. Maybe, a little, yeah, three yeah, rookies in a row. Yeah. yeah a little bigger, 
a little bigger, a little more uh, substance to him. I think he's, you know, 215 or something, but a phenomenal receiving back. And last week, you know, we saw him five catches, 50 yards, had 10 targets, only three carries, only six yards, but the Buccaneers only ran the ball six times. He got 50% yeah, of the carries. Yeah. So, I mean, this is what we wanted to see from Rashad White. And now, okay, here's the opening. The offense finally got going. I'm not saying it is Rashad White, but it looks like there's a role for him, a place for him. I'm not saying play him this week. I'm saying pick him up because yeah. running backs are scarce. If he ends up getting more work, this could be a steal. Well, and also say this too. So you hit on the point. They didn't run a lot. So yeah, three carries sounds like nothing. It sounds stupid, but he fumbled on the first kickoff, on the opening kickoff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I immediately was was like, "There's no way in hell Tom Brady's on him back on the field. Like he's done for the game. Like they're gonna set him." He had just as many carries and just as many catches uh, in the backfield. So, you yep. know, it's 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 again, it goes to show you like they're starting to build a bit of confidence. I think they're realizing that they need to start to split the backfield. They need to start to make the make the offense a little bit more dynamic. And yes. Rashad White is a rookie. He's a great pass catcher, which you mentioned. Um, so I could easily see them, you know taking that going forward and hopefully they'll have more than six rushes for the games, which I think is kind of ridiculous, but yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah next up, give them a look. Um, if you have, if you need some RB depth, Isaiah Pacheco, 11 carries, 63 yards. And this wasn't because it was a blowout. This was, they were using him. They were using him. They were, they were, they were, spe- yeah. they were spelling uh, CEH. Um, CEH has been playing phenomenal. He's been playing at it. Epic efficiency rate. Nobody and expected I, it. Yeah. No, and I don't think it'll last either. And Pacheco, they do seem to be ramping up, and they do want him there. He is. Uh, Matt and I were talking about it before the show, and you're right, Matt. He he is he is a running back. He looks like a running back. He plays like yep. a running back. He can catch the ball. Um, I like Isaiah Pacheco. A deeper leagues definitely needs to be there. But even in twelve team league, if you're hurting at run running back, get him. Get him. He could For be sure. a league winner down the road. I t- totally agree. Totally agree. So I'll jump in the last uh, three that we have here before we go into dart throws. Alec Pierce, we talked about him last week. I actually brought him up last week. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, four catches, 80 yards this past game, zero touchdowns. Again, like, if you're like, oh, 80 yards, that's that's actually really good, to be honest with you. But also, this is pretty much his second full game yeah. in the NFL. So he had a concussion, he's knocked out, did not play week two. Week three, he had three catches for 61 yards. Now, if you look at both of those, the average is 20 yards a catch. So think about that, 20 yards a catch. So he's the deep guy in this offense. I mean, you know, obviously Matt Ryan isn't the quarterback that he used to be, but he's definitely a playmaker. They've noticed that. Frank Reich even said that they need to get them more involved. They need to figure out ways to get him the ball in his hands more frequently. Um, came out of Cincinnati, was a speedster. So he is legitimately, that's his game, speed. So seeing these, you know, high uh Catch or high yards per catch does not surprise me. Um, but again, in two games, last two games, seven catches, a total of 141 yards. There's a lot of other wide receivers that are out there that are not even getting that. Um, so yeah, Alex Pierce. So Indianapolis Colts, pick him up, man. Pick him up. I love it. I love it. Yeah, he's good, man. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. He, he's good. He, two games effectively and seven catches, but he got hurt in the first game early, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, can he, he didn't yeah, finish, so he's he's didn't finish it in the yeah. first game. Yeah. No, that's a good call. It's a great call. Yeah, so let's see what he does week week three. So I mean, again, or sorry, third week straight. I should. It's obviously week five, but in the third week straight, let's see what he does. He went from three catches, sixty-one yards. He increased it to four catches, eighty yards last week. Um, hasn't got the end zone yet. So you can imagine once he gets in the end zone, you know, you're talking even without being in the end zone at twelve points full PPR. So that that's pretty good for a rookie wide receiver that's in his call it a second game more or less. Exactly. Um, yeah. Next jumping into to quarterback man, 
guy who's back with his team was out for what is it three weeks i guess got injured week one and was out for the last uh three weeks and came back mm-hmm. week four uh so zach wilson um, apparently, you know, he, he's focusing on football and, and not, uh, you know, older <laughs> women. And so <laughs> not Mills or, or taking his, taking his best friend's mom or his mom's best friend, whatever the hell it was, who knows, but, yeah. um, 16 to 36, 252 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. But I mean, he struggled. You could definitely see some ups and downs on the game, but you could see that he was starting to get his, his, his groove on. He had some good plays. Um, but again, rust after not playing basically since the preseason, I mean, um, it's something that like, you know, it takes a little, a little bit of time to get back to the speed of the game. So, um, definitely if you need a quarterback, Zach Wilson is definitely somebody who's probably out, out there on the waiver wire, especially in, you know, shallower leagues. So, uh, give him a look, um, and see, see where it goes. And then from that, we're going to jump into the tight end who I talked about again last week, yeah. uh, Tyler Conklin, man, you know, it, it goes back to opportunities, right? So. I was a little bit hesitant to see with Zach Wilson what would happen with Tyler Conklin. Three catches, 52 yards, did not get in the end zone, but fair enough, whatever. Uh, I'll take from a tight end eight points in a PPR league. So, you know, some tight ends give you two. So, uh, th- uh, you know, I think it's pretty good. Uh, keep an eye on Tyler Conklin if he's out there. There's definitely some tight ends that I said even last, you know, Cole Clement. If you have him on, you know, he had a decent game last week, but um, I'd rather drop – Cole Clement for Tyler Conklin and take their take the risk on that. I just think there's more their offense looks like it's a little bit more up to speed than what the Chicago Bears offense is. So um Yeah. Cole yeah. Clement. Yeah, and they'll throw. They'll throw a lot. <laughs> they're not afraid and to they, throw. they will because they're gonna be behind, you know, and it's like unfortunately if you have somebody like the Bears, you know, they're afraid to throw it all. So I mean well, you I'd say Zach have somebody Wilson? who's throwing thirty six yeah. times. Zach Wilson threw thirty six times. Yeah, that's I mean, more than like, Justin Fields in three games or something. No, it is, but but yeah. that's valid. And you gotta look at you know that was one thing that we harped last time is like, you got to look at opportunity, man. Opportunity is the only way that you're going to be able to score fantasy points. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, look at how many targets somebody has, you know, that's one of the first things that I do when I look at waivers, like doing waiver pickups is I like click on the targets, you know, what are the targets? Who's getting the most targets? Obviously some are going to be, some are going to be obvious. And then some are going to be like, not as obvious. And it's going to be because of situational differences where, um, for example, you know, like maybe somebody went out for an injury um, and that person got, you know, more catches than they would have or more targets they would have. So, but it's one thing that I always do is look at targets. So that being said, yeah, I'll toss it over. Sure. What's that? Oh yeah, uh, no, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah. So what I have left is uh, a couple dart throws. This is just, uh, just throwing a dart, man. I, no guarantees. Um, although yeah, Caleb don't Hunt, for shit. <laughs> don't well, for shit. Deeper league, you're in 14 league, uh, league team, 16 league team. Uh, running backs are even more scarce. Uh, along with Tyler Azier, uh, Caleb Huntley had 10 carries as well, 56 yards rushing and a touchdown. He actually scored the touchdown, not Tyler Azier. Everyone's going to be moving at Tyler Azier. That's, that's where all the fab's going to go. But if you really need help at running back, you might want to roll the dice on Caleb Huntley. Spot start. Uh, go for it. Well, well, again, you said it perfectly. Like, Cordell Patterson's out. They need somebody to, like, spell Tyler Azier. Even if Tyler Azier is the lead lead back, they need somebody yeah. who's going to be a complimentary to get him off the field to like give him some rest. And Caleb Huntley's exactly. a great call. Yeah, yeah. And then we got a – this one is a real dart throw. Um, you know, if, if anything comes of it this week and Jonathan Taylor is to miss multiple weeks, uh, Deion Jackson would be the other running back in Indianapolis. And while I think, you know, you can get away spot starting Naeem Hines as a full down – you know, every down back one week, I don't know if Naeem Hines can do that multiple weeks. No. And so Deion Jackson would be the other guy. Again, this is deeper league stuff. Not, you know, you're not doing it in a 10 team league. 
um, or maybe a dynasty league. He might be on the waiver on a dynasty league. So it's just, it's just worth taking a stab at him. If you, if you, if you are hurting everywhere at running back and if, if the payoff is, if unfortunately Jonathan Taylor misses more than just this game, this week five game. So Deion Jackson, definitely a, a, a dart throw. For sure. For sure. And, and I mean, again, we're just kind of throwing out what we see, you know, keep an eye on the, the injury reports, especially Jonathan Taylor. Cause that'll, that could change a lot going into Thursday night football. So yeah. uh, take a look, you know, um, and see, it's worth, you know, if, you, if you're in a pinch in a couple of leagues, I'm in a pinch man for sure. So I'm going to be looking at some running back out by all mm-hmm. means. Um, yeah. So there's a couple of random dark throws that, that we figured it would toss you away and see what you do with them. So you got anything else, Roger, before we get out of here? No, man, you know, just ready, ready to see the, the, the season start to take shape the way we thought it would <laughs> ready to have a little more. But will it? That's the question. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> there seems to be, I mean, I think we say this every year, but there really does seem to be a lot of injuries to a lot of important, not important players, um, fantasy impactful players, right? Yes, it just yes. seems to be more, uh, prevalent so far this year. And I, I hope we, I hope we get out of that part and just get to, just get to football, you know, let's just get to some football Let's score. Like I'd rather have, I'd rather go toe to toe and have a crazy fantasy scoring where it's like 200 points to two to one eighty or one ninety mm-hmm. versus like yeah. some of these scores I saw were like 78 to like 90. And I'm like, dude, this is, <laughs> it's, it's, we'd rather, yeah. we, I mean, granted we play fantasy and like, obviously we're talking about injuries and a lot. Like obviously we, nobody wants, we don't want anybody to be injured, but keep them on the field, man. Let's just score epic points. That's what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right? Some predictability. And I just want to see everyone healthy. You know, I want to I watch yeah. all these guys play. And But, you know, that's the nature of the, the game. And, and it's the nature of the beast, man. That's why we're here, to help you navigate it. You know, you win a week oh, yeah. this week with Caleb Huntley. You know who to thank. So. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. I'm, I'm going to be three and eight this week out of all my 11 leagues. So I uh, shot the bed this week. So Yeah, I, I did Good. too. I did too. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, that wraps up another episode for Elite Fantasy Nation podcast. Uh, again, I want to thank everybody again. It means a lot for listening. Please remember to rate and review. Hit the subscribe button on your way out. Uh, in our next episode, like we talked about, we'll do a full recap of week four games along with talking about our studs and duds awards. Uh, we'll get some big prizes to those studs and duds. But until next time, take care and peace. We're out. Peace out, guys. <laughs>